0: And today I'm joined by the incredible Christina Del Coro, who wears so many different hats. I'm going to mostly let her introduce herself. But what I will say is that Christina and I met this past fall at the Imperfect Boss Camp. Like our past guest Tori from episode four, we were cabin mates in cabin number seven. And right away upon meeting Christina, I could feel that she was someone with so much presence and soul. But what i learned in the days that followed is she is also someone who really celebrates the playful the silly and the idea that we are all just big kids finding our way in this world i am truly so honored that our paths have crossed and i am so excited for you all to get to know christina and to hear more about her message that kindness drives change thank you so much for being here today christina could you tell everyone just a little bit about you and your journey, whatever it is that you feel called to share today? Thank you so much. First
1: off, so glad to be here. B7 representing for life. So I guess with my story, it started with um, my first life crisis (laughs) in the sense that I went to school originally thinking that I was going to be a teacher and then got into the classroom and realized it wasn't what I was expecting. I felt unprepared and not like my heart was in it and I felt so confused, hence life crisis.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like so many good stories start with the life crisis.
1: Right? Yeah. And I realized that Teaching was something that I wanted to do, but in the classroom wasn't necessarily where I wanted to do it. So it took a lot of my own soul searching to realize that I could teach in a yoga studio to children, and I could teach online through life coaching, and I could teach uh, just in so many different areas that the classroom didn't have to be it and so I spent time researching and doing a lot of things around social and emotional learning for children and thinking about trauma-informed practice as well and just kind of molding all of those things that I believe in and think that children really need and have just tried to Inject that into all of the services that I provide. So life coaching, children's yoga, instructing. I even call myself a mindfulness ninja.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know I love it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I want to bring that messaging because even like with being online right now, how do we stay mindful through it all? So, yeah, just really teaching those types of things in, again, not the setting that I pictured for myself.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I love this story so much. I am, I too have like always really been drawn to teaching and education, but not so much in the classroom in like, like thinking about it as this expansive, like there's so many possibilities of thinking about the realm of of teaching and community building. And you definitely are doing that. And I really love how much kindness is part of your message and it's part of in terms of of kind of your platform kdc coaching stands for kindness drives change it also to me seems to be your initials so can you tell us a little bit about um kind of why that name like what i like so much goes into a name and what was it that kind of Uh, brought you to, to this name and to this message as kind of being the central foundation and pillar of your work.
1: Mhm. I was brainstorming with one of my friends and it was his idea and he's like you because at work everyone calls me by my initials KDC and it's just my name really and he suggested that I make those initials stand for something other than just that. And so I'm like okay kindness <laughs> Where can I go from there? Thankfully, Christina with a K. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, what what comes from kindness? Like, what do I talk about all of the time? And it took me talking to other people and trying to figure out what that actually meant. And so I spent a lot of time reflecting and jotting down all of my things. And then I realized finally (laughs) that if we want anything to be different, It does have to start with kindness. And so I knew in that instant that it was kindness drives change because it's the only way things get going. So then I kind of built my coaching platform around that belief that kindness does drive change. So again, when we're talking to our kids and they're talking about experiencing big feelings or something scary like right now, knowing that kindness drives change is the perfect place to start. And it kind of gets us out of our head and away from that big feeling to really sit in, okay, if kindness drives change, what can I do right now? Showing kindness to yourself. It could be showing kindness to your crew, if that's your friends, family, neighbors, and then showing kindness to the world because all of those kind of bleed into each other as well. So knowing right now with (laughs) COVID-19, how can we show kindness to ourselves and to our crew, and then to the world, all from staying in our homes.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And what are, like, let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, There's a lot happening. There's a lot of emotions that people are experiencing. And when we look at emotional intelligence, like there's 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 so much value to all of those emotions. But as you were saying, there's also, we can kind of channel some of those emotions into action for ourselves and, and for the collective and um, actions that are kind to ourselves, to our crew and to the community, to the world. What are some of the actions that either like you've been loving right now that you've been seeing um, or that, you know, your... Tapping into like, what is lighting your heart up right now um, in terms of kindness that people are showing to themselves, to others or to the world? Definitely.
1: I think one of the biggest conversations that I am trying to be a part of with kindness to ourself is not letting go of the routines that we've created so even like our thriving habits whatever those might be just because we are in our homes and um, spending a lot more time in places that we wouldn't normally that it can be really easy to let those good habits kind of slip off right so whether that's waking up at a certain time, eating breakfast every day, right? It can be easy to let that slip when whatever, I'm home. It's okay. I'll do it later. I've got all just making sure, Yeah, exactly. Right. Making sure that we're not leaving that to the very end. Kindness to yourselves, also means feeling all of the uncertainty and feeling all of the scaredness, the disappointment, the anger, the frustration, like feeling it, but also not ruminating in it. (laughs) Um, I've been telling people that for every hour or whatever that you're watching the news, that you're spending an equal amount of time doing something else. yourself. So it could be an online yoga class or online meditation, just spending an equal amount of time doing something else. I love that advice. Thank you. I feel like that is the basis of how we can show kindness to ourselves right now.
0: Can we talk a little bit more, like, let's dive into that kind of sense of, like, feeling a lot of emotions. What kind of strategies are, are kind of you working with, or, or are you kind of sharing with others for, like, just, like, getting to know and being with our emotions? Because that can be a lot if we're used to, I find oftentimes that, like, the world is so busy, we go through our day, we're going from thing to thing to thing. And unless we have spent time really cultivating a sense of emotional awareness, all of a sudden when things slow down and we are have all of this more time on our hands, there's a lot happening. Like the emotions can feel overwhelming if we're maybe not used to feeling them. Like how can we engage with our emotions in ways that are compassionate, but also like you said, where we don't get stuck in rumination? Definitely. I like to think
1: of my feelings as clues. So they're just a little peek at what's actually going on in my brain, body, heart, soul. So when I am hit with an uncomfortable feeling or a big feeling, no matter what I try to ask myself, firstly, where do I feel it in my body? And this is exactly what I do with kids, too. And I tell them, like, if you had to explain how you're feeling, say, to an alien or someone brand new, how would you describe what it is, where it is? Does it have a color? Um, What does it look like? Like, really investigating and being curious about it in that way. And then just asking the questions to feelings, like, what has brought this up? again, where am I feeling it in my body? Who can I talk to about this feeling? Hopefully our kids are feeling open enough to talk to us about it too. And just to really sit with the feeling without judgment because that is part of what hangs us up on our difficult feelings is the fact that we're judging ourselves for feeling a certain way. And then it kind of just goes in this loop. So. I'm sure you do this as well as a fellow yoga teacher, but a lot of really calming and breathing techniques can be so helpful. And it sounds so easy, taking a really deep breath, do some like heart and belly breathing so that you can
0: feel your body and really observe your thoughts. Let's go back. You were, you were about to talk before I interrupted you about kindness towards others. So yeah, share. What are you seeing right now that is like lighting you up or inspiring you or making your heart sing? There's been
1: so much stuff online about how we can support small businesses for sure. Um, It's funny because I just posted a blog post about this as well. So even thinking about other people in our communities right now, the people that are still called to work are usually working for minimum wage so tipping them if you are also out and going to these places like tip, tip them tip them well <laughs> right? $15 an hour is not enough, especially with how the world is going. Like that can be a really simple way to support and show kindness to other people. Obviously like reaching out to loved ones and people that could be in longer isolation or are isolated themselves already. Um, I love Soul Pancake. Have you heard of that? Uh, Yeah, actually I was looking at one of their posts today. It was so good. So good. One of the things that they said that I loved was make a playlist for somebody else, right? Like we used to make mixtapes for friends. Oh yeah. So why not do that, right? Like make a playlist for one of your friends, whether it's like music that you would listen to during a road trip or like music that you guys remember from, for me, my much music video dance from grade nine, right? Like I'm sending my friends playlist curated by me with a love note just like I miss you I'm thinking of you I want you to listen to this while you're (laughs) cleaning your house or doing whatever and I think like that is a really simple and easy way to show kindness to our friends. Um, I also love the stuff online right now, again, how to uh, support small businesses. So by purchasing gift certificates from them, or even just sending them an email to ask them what they need and how you can help. Just like the outpouring from so many people of how to help and like everybody wants to help, but not sure how, um, I think has been really really amazing to see and I think that goes hand in hand with kindness to the world as well because everybody is starting to work together to kind of problem solve all of these things which is beautiful
0: it really is yeah it's like it's moved me to tears a few times just kind of the ways in which people are rising up and supporting other people and really kind of I mean, there's always, there's definitely instances where people are are maybe not being very kind in kind of like how they're thinking about or talking about other people. But there's been so much that's been inspiring in terms of like how people are getting creative and showing up, um, and serving others. And it's um, it's really, really beautiful to see. Yeah, it reminds us all that. Absolutely, absolutely, and I've loved. I loved. Uh, I've. I really have been appreciating. You know, people getting creative and thinking not just like with your dollars, but things like leaving reviews for people, or like you know, like sharing their posts. Like for entrepreneurs, like it doesn't have to just be buying gift cards but that there's all these other creative ways like signing up for newsletters like all of those things make us smile so big I smile every time someone signs up for my newsletter or shares my post and that like those those are like ripples that that matter too definitely for sure so let's talk about because I and I think like kindness is gonna come back into this but let's talk about play because i i reach out to you because i like love everything about you but i especially love um your kind of like like ah this like playful way in which you engage in the world and like part of your message and um i mean your your podcast which is called the big kid podcast um which we can talk about too but is really that we're all just big kids And I think there's, like, so many invitations in in that, like, line of thinking. There's the invitation to think about how um, we, none of us, think we have it figured out. But there's also this, like, really beautiful invitation for, like, play and curiosity and, like, a lightheartedness. And I think we have been talking about doing this episode for a while now but it seems like it's coming at the perfect time because things are pretty heavy and serious right now and not to say like we were talking about the importance of feeling our feelings like not to say that like things that like we are allowed to feel heavy absolutely But if we're able also, I think, to, like, inject more moments of, like, play and joy into our days, that is really powerful. And so I just want to start a conversation with you about play. And let's start with, like, have you always been, like, a really playful person? Or is this something that's, like, come and gone? Like, where does this come from? Do you think it's because you work with kids that you're, like, more attuned to that? Let's just, like, talk about you and play. Okay, sure. I think first
1: I grew up um, for the first part of my early childhood as an only child in a way. So I was the kid that parents would always say could go out wearing all white and could come home still all white. (laughs) And so I think at the beginning, I really worked on like my imaginative play because I didn't really have anybody else around. My mom was actually just talking about my old um, imaginary friends because I always had at least one and it was always, sorry, tangent. So weird that like all of the attributes and things of like how I would describe my best imaginary friend, I would actually end up meeting in real life, like, decades later. This is so cool. So weird. It's so (laughs) weird. Like, one of my best imaginary friends was named Jeremy. And then once I hit second grade, so, like, seven years old, our neighbor, Jeremy, and he was everything (laughs) that I described in my imaginary friend. Oh, my gosh. So weird. So weird. Anyways, so I feel like again, that's when I really harnessed my imaginative play because I was alone, me and Jeremy just hanging out. Um, but then Jeremy, when the imaginative
0: friend, not, yes, the not,
1: not the neighbor not the neighbor.: And then, when I entered junior high my mom asked me if I was interested in taking in foster children into our home. And I was curious about what that meant. But as like a grade seven kid, I'm like, yes, I want siblings. I want siblings younger than me. That sounds amazing. (laughs) And so that was where I started hanging out. Is that the right word? Playing with more children, and then because I wanted to become a teacher, I tried to find jobs that had me working with children so that I could get a plethora of experience. So I was an aide for kids with um, autism and Asperger's. I was working in low-income housing. I was a teacher's aide. I was just trying to find all of those <laughs> moments in a way, and one of the jobs that I found was a day camp leader and I loved it. I loved it so much. And that's where I really learned how to, how to play and how to set up play and how to um, like let kids play also on their own with like little guidance and just how really play is really how kids are learning. And it took me some time to, understand that I thought I was just having fun (laughs) this whole time but it turns out that I was teaching who knew who knew (laughs) who knew (laughs) and so who knew now I know but (laughs) at the moment I had no idea and so yeah and ever since then I even like when (laughs) we have family gatherings or anything like I you can find me sitting on the floor with all of the children like I don't want to have the serious parent conversations I want to know like what are you into who's your best friend like tell me about your life as an eight-year-old what is it like and I find that I can I am most myself with children because when I act playful around adults besides camp because everybody was very accepting but in the real world some people are like tone it down who are you what is happening but I feel like I'm one of the smallest big kids (laughs) you'll ever meet and yeah I just love like you said the playfulness of it because we do take ourselves so seriously and none of us know what's happening so why 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 be
0: in that space like let's just learn together and play together You said something that was so poignant. You said kids are are all like learning through play. Like it's not just play that we're learning through it. And I think it is the exact same thing for the big kids, for the adults, that so much learning happens in the play. Can you speak to that at all? Definitely. I think play
1: is hands-on learning. And for kids, it's the earliest means of learning, right? And so, for adults thinking of like how to be silly and even just like how to loosen up can reteach us stress relief and even help us gain more self-confidence it can help us manage those big feelings as a kid or an adult it can even teach empathy through play like Telling parents that, they're like, I don't understand. But even just thinking of like a simple tag game, you're able to see the game from not just yourself, but then also as a team as well. And we teach so much human skills, like I was saying, through play. So even like conflict resolution, kids and adults can relearn through play. (laughs) I remember doing dodgeball with adults. And we learned a lot of conflict resolution <laughs> <laughs> during those <both of> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Right? But there's like physical, social, cognitive, emotional benefits that anybody can get through play. And when you think of that, like, why aren't we doing it more often? And I think now is such a great time for our parents to play like really play (laughs) with the kids and I think it's going to be a lot of relearning how to spend that much time with our children but even like how else we can play with them because there's even just googling there's like 16 different types of play like what what right like how how can we do those things with our kids at home
0: I love that so much and you've really like expanded, in just in this conversation how I'm thinking about play and all of the possibilities. Like I often think about how being playful in my life lets me tap into different like layers of myself and being playful lets tap into this more like creative energy, a more connected energy. It like opens my mind and so I would love to talk Let's just play here. Let's brainstorm. Um, Maybe you already have some ideas. So people right now, for the large part, we're both in Canada, but all over the world, more and more people are practicing social distancing at the moment. They're in their homes. We don't know how long this is going to, to go for. What are some ways that people can be bringing more play into their day? And let's do this two times. Let's chat about people who, like the big kids, who have littles, like little kids, um, the adults with with children, um, parents or caregivers. And then let's also talk about people like me who don't have kids yet, uh, but could still benefit from like tapping into more play. What are, let's start with the kids. So like, what are some of your favorite ways, um, ideas that you have that you can be bringing more play into your life right now, if you're an adult looking for ways to play with your kids? or or those that you're caring for?
1: I said this to one of uh, the parents I was coaching the other day, and it was their most favorite (laughs) thing that they heard. So I'm gonna share that one first. And it was to really let kids have free play. So after lunch, I suggest, because they can't complain that they're hungry, but (laughs) bring them in their room to play by themselves. Door closed no screens. They can do mindful coloring because yes, coloring is a mindful activity. They could read a book. They could just play with their toys. Again, this could anchor imaginative play for them as well. So, and it can give parents some space <laughs> also from their kids and just let the kids lead their own type of play. Like I don't, I think with all of the resources out there right now and I think parents are freaking out that all of their time needs to be scheduled and like very specific because now that there's not school we want to keep them away from Minecraft and Fortnite for as long as possible but um yeah just (laughs) it sounds cruel when I say it like this but just lock them in the room for like 15 minutes start with 15 minutes and just see what they create like just you could leave them with a question before sending them off going back to the alien right so you have an we have an alien coming to visit for dinner you have to pick your best outfit and your favorite toys to tell them about it right like even just that and it's like oh Oh my God. Okay. And they're just letting them be, um, don't focus on so much structure and just let them play. I think there's again, like a lot of resources online now, which is cool. I've been doing a lot of like sensory play stuff online. So teaching parents how to make like calming jars with kids and even just like sensory, tables or crafts Um, so filling a bin up with like marbles or um, normally we would do rice but now is not a time to play with food (laughs) Um, and doing like sensory play like tactile stuff um, with their fingers so even like cutting up straws and then threading it with string or something for a necklace right Just, like, those types of things can be really easy.
0: That's so great. Those are such fun ideas. So those of us that don't have kids, but that, like, we were talking about, or, like, there's so much benefit. And, like, I mean, you you gave us so many incredible benefits of, like, play and, like, getting out of our head. And for me, like, play is so interesting because I think it can bring us to that space of, like, heart and wonder, and it can inspire us to, like, just to reconnect with ourself and with others and so like what are some ways that as big kids that adults just as adults can be tapping into more play right now
1: well a deck of cards can take you a long long way you just need one other person and those 52 cards and even like again sorry going back to the kids like they could even make their own deck of cards, right? Like even as adults, we could spend the time making our own like beautifully crafted Harry Potter themed deck of cards if we wanted, right? And even just like finding household items that you can use for something other than what it's meant for. So being creative in that type of way as well. There's always even minute to win it challenges that you and your partner can do against each other just to think about, again, using items for a different usage. I love playing this game with friends, even again, kids, but just alternate endings. So talking about one of our favorite movies and how else could it have ended? And just, like, again, spending time in that imaginary world. And, like, if I had the power,
0: this is how I would have made the movie. And just, like, talking about it in that type of way. I love all of those ideas. Even um, I've seen lots of people posting about, like, doing family dinners. And I was making, like, making making meals together. But I was reminding – so I used to be a camp counselor, too. And <laughs> one time <laughs> we, we had uh, – Uh, kids make, um, was a group of kids and they were making a meal together, but we gave them all kind of like a team building exercise, like, um, different kind of superpowers or like ways, restrictions of how they had to do it. So for instance, like one, one kid could only speak in rhymes the entire time and one person like couldn't use their hands. Like getting creative about how we do like tasks or like what would it look like if you even uh, you know for me I live I live with someone else but if um, for an hour we could only talk to each other through singing songs you know or like there's so many ways that we can get into like that more like creative space just to kind of lighten things up and take a break from the seriousness Definitely.
1: And again, there's so many people um, online right now creating free online materials for people to use at home. So even thinking like you could do dance lessons, whether alone or with a partner, right? You could learn a new language. Like it might not seem like that is play, but at the same time, you're, you're learning. So for me, that counts.
0: Because there is an element of, I think, like, what is it that makes that playful? Like, I wonder if it's the fact that um, we're kind of in a way like suspending judgment and expectation and just exploring what's there. And maybe that's what play is all about. And that's my whole message, right? Like experiencing
1: life with more kindness, more curiosity, less judgment. Like, that's my whole tagline. It is. And I love that tagline. Thank you. Thank you. And I feel like that's exactly what it is. Like anything technically could be playful if that's how you're looking at it, right? Again, it just comes down to mindset for a lot of things. Like who do I want to be in this moment and how do I want to show up? For my kids, that means I want to show up and show them how to be silly so that they know that adults can be silly right because even for me as a kid i pictured all adults being very serious having their shit together and never really playing like i was talking to my younger brother and i asked him to join us in the kitchen and he's like no you guys are just talking about mortgage rates i'm like what I'm like first off we're not and like how do you know those words <laughs> like what is happening <laughs> right so it can be like such a moment to show them how to be in that state so that they know that it's okay.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I want to chat a little bit about where kind of, because, you know, you are so much about kindness and curiosity and like letting go of judgment and just a powerful force in this world, I think. What, uh, what's on your heart right now? um, And what are you curious about? Like, if we if we think about the kind of message of this podcast of living with heart and wonder, I'm just I'm interested today. What's on your heart? And what are you wondering these days? What is on my heart? I feel like that is everything.
1: (laughs) I'm feeling a little bit the weight of the world. But at the same time trying again not to live in that space i'm really focusing on how to help the people in my community in a way that really serves them i'm thinking about how can i be a part of the solution and that's kind of also my wonder of how can i bring those two things together because i want to do so many things. And just like you said, before we started, we had so many plans of all of the things we wanted to do. And I was so excited to roll out all of the things I planned, but now it's like just as needed, but at the same time, like something else is needed. And so how can I help the people in my crew and in my world to make this, a safer and funner and uh, easier time for people
0: absolutely let's chat a little bit about where people can find you and some of the resources that you have that people could kind of connect with the work you're doing a little more On my website right now, I have
1: in my download section, grounding mantras for people to use just to, again, bring you back to an okay state. And so one of the first ones is that I'm only going to worry about what I can control. And so there's five or six um, grounding mantras for you to use there. I also have opened up my one on one coaching. So, if people are looking for how to manage those big negative feelings, they can definitely reach out. Like you mentioned before, signing up for newsletters is always helpful too. And I send out journaling tips and tools to help people kind of get back to themselves also. And my podcast, Big Kid Pod, which I'm excited for you to be a guest on too. Um, And again, that's where I'm trying to help people navigate the craziness of life with more kindness, more curiosity and less judgment. So you can find all of my links on my website, kdccoaching.com.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for for sharing more of you and your story and um, this really powerful message of kindness, which the world really needs right now, as well as this kind of mm, this appreciation and celebration of the power of play. And I think, I guess, what we didn't talk about is like the power that play can have on this, as individuals, but also the power of play, maybe in bringing us together. Um, And uh, I I think that there's so much room to explore the possibilities of play in the coming days and weeks. And I know we'd love, I'm sure both Christina and I, to hear about, you know, how you all are exploring play um, and to kind of really start a conversation.
1: Yes, and what type of play do you want more of in your home, knowing
0: that you're stuck at home? Let me know so I can help. Thanks so much for joining us today as we explored this idea of play and the idea of kindness, two concepts that I think are so important to hold close to our hearts in the days and weeks ahead. I just wanted to share a few little announcements before signing off for the week The first is that during this time where so many of my regular offerings are shifting or being put on hold, I am definitely, like many others, turning to the online world to be supporting those that I can and those in my community. I have created a whole new page on my website that will have all of my online offerings so far we've got some free community meditations that are happening every week for 30 minutes and I'll also be hosting by donation yoga classes and I've got one set up for this week it's happening tomorrow Wednesday at 7 p.m but I'll be adding others as we go there's anything you'd like to see, please reach out. I truly love feedback and would love to incorporate or play with any ideas that you have or even to co-create something together. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, as always, it is so appreciated if you take the time, if you're able to leave a rating or a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know how to do that, send me a message and I can totally point you in the right direction. Um, It always makes me smile and it is really helpful to have more ratings and reviews, especially as I start to reach out to new guests, some that I don't know quite as well, which is one of the things I'm working on in the weeks to come you can also stay in touch through my newsletter it's another thing that is so appreciated by anyone who is self-employed or runs a small business it allows us to communicate with you and um, we do a smile every single time someone signs up for our newsletter so if you would like to do that you can do so on my website www.meganjohnston.com Until we meet again, keep living with heart and wonder.